in his 2020 book, The Temple, Michael Bazet writes the following in his poem, A Confession. A Confession. Quote, when my dogs started rewriting my poems, they got better. They suddenly possessed the ineffable whiff of multivalent scents milked from the breeze by a wet black nose. The ear-flopping joy of open car windows, the quivering willingness to lick the ones you barely know, but sense that you might one day love. The squirrel imagery grew more pungent, more necessary. The piercing musk of unbathed human flesh rose sharp as wine intermingled with uncured salami. And when the pages closed at last, you only had to follow the circle of your own steps before collapsing into an untroubled sleep." End quote. For the poet, the pilot, the driver, the baker, the teacher to hand over the pen, the flight command center, the steering wheel, the measuring cups, or the lesson plan to the inexperienced person is an act not only of trust, but of imagination. For this poet to say to his dog, okay, write my poems, is for the poet to say, there are images I cannot yet imagine senses I have yet to fully utilize, experiences I have yet to have that I am open to appreciating for the first time. In the process of making his dog his poetry editor, the poems get better. Surprises just beneath the surface come alive and he is filled with the joy of hearing and seeing and imagining the world afresh. When I reflect on the incarnation, that event by which God takes on flesh in the person of Jesus Christ, I imagine the dog rewriting the poems. At their most playful, Christian mystics have long claimed that God became incarnate because of a desire to not only understand the human condition cognitively, but to become the human condition experientially. St. John, our patron, takes this a step further in the poetic introduction to his gospel when he writes, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, in the New Revised Standard Version. In the Message Translation by Eugene Peterson, it reads, the word became flesh and moved into our neighborhood. Flesh in John is more than just human flesh. It is the stuff, the matter that all creatures are made of. Human beings, coral reefs, and the poetry editing canine. 
The enfleshed God thus speaks in Christ when he says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me, and whoever even gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. As with so much of what Jesus says and does in the Gospels, he blurs the lines between who's in and who's out. The provision of clean drinking water in an American urban center isn't just that. It is quenching Christ himself. This hidden Christ, if you will, is so enfleshed, so incarnate, so enmeshed in creation that it is difficult to perceive a difference between where we begin and where God ends. This is surprising, urgent good news. This explosive surprise was just as shocking to Jesus' first followers as it is to us. Toward the end of Matthew's gospel, Jesus speaks of the son of man or of the human one enthroned in glory, surrounded by angels, separating sheep from goats, saying, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you. For I was hungry and you gave me food, thirsty and you gave me something to drink, naked and you gave me clothing. But Lord... When did we see you hungry, thirsty, naked, incarcerated, sick, as a stranger? And I'm going to quote the King James here because I know that one best. Verily I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it to one of the least of these, ye did it unto me. Dr. M. Sean Copeland the black Catholic theologian and former nun has written, quote, to know and to follow Christ crucified is to know and to love those children, women, and men who are poor, excluded, and despised, made different and unwelcome, lynched and crucified in our world. To know and follow Christ is to know and love these people, end quote. One of the scandals of the incarnation is God's reckless pursuit of creation, humbling God's self to the point of solidarity with the world in suffering and death. In Christ, God becomes like us so that we might become like God, to quote St. Athanasius 17 centuries ago. As we close, and I promise this is not a Baptist close. (laughs) This is an Episcopal close. We really will close. (laughs) I grew up where the preacher would say, in conclusion, five times. As we close, I will bring to your attention an icon we pray with every Sunday at the wilderness. The icon depicts Mary, mother of God, 
and her son, the infant Christ, cheek to cheek. In it, the unselfconscious infant God is nestled in the fold of his mother's chin. Every Advent season, I read Rowan Williams' powerful reflection on this icon. I find this passage moving every time, quote, he says here. Behind the stately postures of the icon, we can see something intensely, untidily human. We have seen that God is not ashamed to be our God, to be identified as the one who is involved with us. Here, though, it is as if he is not merely unashamed, but positively shameless in his eagerness, longing to embrace and be embraced. It is not simply that God will deign not to mind our company. Rather, he is passionate for it. The image of God's action we are presented with here is of a hungry love, end quote. This hunger to identify with you, you in all your complexity and failure and strength and uniqueness is the heart of who God is. Yes, it is undignified. Yes, it is somewhat disconcerting. Yes, it is utterly surprising. And this is what makes it good news. That the God of all creation equates your welcome and your rejection by others as God's own being welcomed or rejected. And even further and more shocking is that God's tenacious desire, God's obstinate hunger is to be in communion with you with those like you, with those unlike you, with those you love and those you don't, with coral reefs, animals endangered and plentiful, mountain ranges and vulnerable ecosystems on every continent. Whoever welcomes you, despised, minoritized, impoverished, helpless, society's punching bags, welcomes me and whoever welcomes the one who sent me the Lord says, God, God who is rich in mercy, who is unfailing in loving kindness, is fascinated by you. God is interested in you. God desires you. God loves you. God loves you so much, trusts you so much that God says, Okay, here, edit my poems. Amen.